I'm Rene Ritchie. And I'm Georgia Dow. And welcome to our brand new podcast, where we discuss Apple and related companies, technologies, and how they impact our life and our culture, which they are increasingly doing these days. Georgia, for people who haven't seen us podcast in a while, because it's, it's been a minute, uh, can you remind them what you do? So um, I used to work for iMore dealing with technology. I do a whole bunch of technology podcasts, and I'm also a psychotherapist. So that's usually my day job. And I used to be in product marketing, and then I worked for a while at Mobile Nations. I was editorial director for iMore, Android Central, Windows Central. And recently, before all of 2020 happened, I quit my big media job and went indie with my new YouTube channel. So what's our first topic for today, Georgia? So I saw that you dealt with um, the Apple leaks and yep. all of the things were I, I tear listed them. Yeah, so I yeah. wanted to talk to you because I know you used to do this and be part of this. Um, so I wanted to get a little bit of your feelings and thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I did it a long time ago. I was It was like back in the 2011, 2012 era. And it, oh, it feels like a different lifetime. But yeah, I, I found out about the September iPhone event in July. I published that, that Apple was switching from the dock connector to the lightning connector, uh, which was big news back then, that Apple was making an iPad mini, even after Steve Jobs said that nobody wanted a tablet that small because <laughs> they'd have to right. shave down their fingers to use it. Right. Um, and I, I published all those, like I, like I did everything that you normally do, like all the journalistic things, I checked them, I managed to get, you know, three sources on, on them, but it's, it's a real trip, like it's, and it's a double-edged sword. So just so I can explain like the mentality at first, is yeah. that cool? Yeah. Tell us what is it like to go through that? What happens to you when you leak something and you get all that? Adoration or revilement. See, I don't know if it's adoration. Yeah. So, but back then it was much nicer. Like I remember now people argue and bicker and they seem not to like each other very much. But back then, you know, John Gruber had his little birdies. John Pachowski, I think he was with the Wall Street Journal still. And he got a lot of information about the early Apple events. Mark Gurman was at 9to5Mac. He was like the boy genius, the prodigy, uh, getting all the information early on. And I think actually he and I got the iPad mini and Apple Maps at the same time. And I just wrote up the iPad mini first and he wrote up Maps first. And we were texting each other going, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, but like it, it wasn't like it was a rivalry. Like everybody wanted to be first. Everyone wanted to score the breaking news. But it also felt like it was respectful. Hmm. But the psychology was really interesting because you do start to get people really interested in you. Like I got newspaper articles written about me. And I, I was like, like newspaper articles. I'm not talking about now. It's like national paper, newspaper articles. And okay, so like, what is that like for you? So you, you know, here you are, you're doing all of your blogging and then you hit something and it hits big and everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about you. What happens to you when you go through that? It, it's a weird thing. Like I ended up not liking it, but I can understand why other people did. Like I just felt immense pressure and stress and anxiety <laughs> first to make sure I didn't get it wrong because right. I just, I never wanted to be wrong. Because it's you on the line, Yeah, right? well, it's your reputation because yeah. the, the audience doesn't care. Like they'll go from leaker to leaker. Whoever gets it first is who they care about. And I can get more into that later because that changed everything for me when I feel, finally realized that. But like just the idea of getting it wrong, I... I I would worry about putting it up, but also you have the pressure of if I wait too long, someone else might get it because right, right. you know everyone's on the hunt for all this information. So, so the, there's like a push and a pull, yeah, right? You want to yeah. get it out really quickly because if someone else gets it out and it is right, you're going to be really upset with yes. yourself. You're going to yeah. go through that. Because then they drop. get all the attention. <laughs> right, exactly. 
But then if you put it out too soon and you haven't fact-checked yeah. enough, then you have that. So it was very stressful. Yeah. But again, people were more, like, I don't know, more classy, classier back then. Right. Because I said, I, you know, I, I gave out the information on the iPhone event in July, the, coming up in September. And a few weeks later, John Pachowski found out that there were two separate events, an iPhone and an iPad event. And he's just like, he just messaged me and goes, look, I'm, I'm publishing the story. I don't mean to doubt your credibility. This is the best information I have. And I'm like, yeah, no, man, the best information wins. That's you go. That's so sweet, though. Yeah. Like, that's so thoughtful. It wasn't like, oh, trash, Renee wrote the, I mean, it, it's, it's so, but the whole internet is different. We can get into that later. Yeah, true. But then, like, you get this attention and it, it's a little bit addictive. And you start to want it more, but... Getting information, getting good, reliable information is hard. So you have this inner conflict of, oh, I got this. I need something else. They're, they're, the attention is fading. It's colder outside. I need, right. I need to be People hot again. People are forgetting again. about yeah. me. Or, you know, right. or someone else got a story and you're like, ah. Right. And right. then you're like, start, start trying to justify or rationalize taking bigger risks. Like this right. story is not as solid. I only have two confirmations right. or I only have one confirmation and you start taking more risks and maybe the rewards are good, but usually the rewards aren't even as good anymore, but you just, you're desperate to keep that spotlight. And I didn't like any of those feelings. I didn't like the anxiety like the night before, like when I published, the night before I published, when I published, to see if anybody would contradict me after I published. Right, or hate and on you. I did not like the pressure of like, what's next? Because it's always what's next. And again, nobody cares about the leaker. They only care about, well, I shouldn't say leaker. Nobody cares about the reporter. They only care about the report. And if I don't have it and German does, that's all they care about. They'll read German. There's no loyalty at all. Like now there's sort of like a tribalism yeah. where there's like, you know, Team Jern and Team Germ, um, which is hilarious to me. Uh, but really, they only care about the information. And when I realized that, I realized that it, it was I was not creating my own value. I was only as good as my sources. And only as good as your last story. Yeah. Can I go through a little bit of the psychology yeah, of what happens please. inside the brain please. while we go through that? So you end up getting this. So one is we're made to want affirmation for others. That's kind of what humans like. We want to be cared about. We want to be liked. We want to be noticed we want to bring value to the world and we're hardwired that way so every time you do something that gets a lot of affirmation from others or attention because remember we'll take good attention first then we'll take negative attention next right so this yep. is really important for parenting and then we'll take no attention next like that's the worst thing out of everything is to kind of be forgotten so you end up going through this like high this dopamine which is what happens in the brain when you get that affirmation you get a shot of dopamine which makes us feel happy yeah. and motivated so you want to do it more and it's then, like the mouse getting the sugar reward, right? 100%. 100% what it is. It's an addictive kind of feeling. It's awesome. You're on top of the world and yeah. it feels amazing. But then after you've done that, people start to wane and you start going through that drop. And when You do the, the A movies, then you start doing the B movies, <laughs> right, right, and then the straight right. to video. And then what, what happened, right? Now yeah. it's, it's all done. So you're riding this high and then it's dropping and you want that next shot yeah. so that you can go and yeah. get the next high. So you end up with this drive factor and it is, it's running our addiction center yeah. at the same time. So I see that feeling everyone's of linking to me everyone's <laughs> right. tweeting about me everyone's right. talking I'm about the me it person for those few and minutes. it's not even me because like i'm just a conduit like there right. are, there are people and if you want we can talk about why i think people leak yeah but the, like i'm just a conduit i just got this information it could have been somebody else and maybe i tell the story well hmm. most often i think in big journalism like big media publications the editorial process is so strange it destroys the the real narrative and all you get is a few data points um, but I was lucky that, that I, I had a, a pretty good amount of autonomy so I could tell the story I wanted to tell. But still, it wasn't my story. 
Right. And you're dealing, sometimes you're dealing with people who have their own agendas. Like inside Apple, they have very small teams and they have a program manager. You know, they have like uh, code managers too, but they have program managers. And oftentimes they'll be like, all right, everybody try to make a keyboard and we'll have a keyboard derby and the best keyboard wins. Or everybody try to solve this problem and we'll pick one solution. And the people whose keyboard or solution don't get picked, they can be pissed. And some of the ways they act out is to go to like reporters and and leak about the situation to try to like slam their boss or to make their boss look bad. Right. And you can always tell those because they usually name drop. Like if you see your rumor story that says, you know, Siri, like Siri's not getting this feature because this this program manager was against it, or Apple chose, you know, or Johnny Ive's uh, Johnny Ive torpedoed the VR uh, contraption because it wasn't Ellie. Like all of those are typically like grudge reports. Right. And I don't right. want to be somebody else's agenda. Right, 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 right. And I think the other one is there are people who are just super fans and they are so excited about what they're making. Like I've made this new doodad and I'm not supposed to talk about it. My team would kill me if I talked about it. I would be sued by my company right. for breaking my NDA if I talked about it, but I'm so excited. Like the best way not to spill a secret is not to tell anyone, like don't tell anyone, but also but humans are natural storytellers. And they can't tell, like no, having something so exciting that you care about so deeply and you can't tell anyone, that's difficult because we want to share the yeah. joy and we want to do it in a way that we don't have anything bad happen to us. And we might have this leaker that we really, this reporter that we really like and we would want to share and we think that we can get both. We can keep our anonymity and get that joy well, of, I was a part of well, this. Well, but just like, I think there's a deeply intrinsic human thing that nothing real, no experience is real until it's shared. It's why we tell stories and right. why we evolved from from handing down stories to writing down stories to seeing movies. Like we're just innate storytellers it and that's attention. Little, it leaves our little mark on the world yeah. and all of us want to leave a piece of the world behind, something to be remembered about, something that will last beyond ourselves. Absolutely. And so this and is a little piece there. of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And even if like they're not like, I don't know how anonymous they are to the reporter. Usually not. Like usually you know who you're talking to. Right. But when the report comes out, you know that you did that. Like you're not named. The reporter gets all the credit. They get all the limelight, all the spotlight. But you have this little feeling inside that I did this. You right. know, I shared this. He, <laughs> yeah. And also I think there is like this person, like, like this famous YouTuber or this famous reporter, uh, you know, or this famous blogger, they wouldn't give me the time of day if I didn't have, you know, in the normal course of things, at least they don't feel that way. Like in my experience, almost everyone is really nice if you reach out to them on Twitter or something, but they want like a deeper connection and yeah. they don't know how to get it, but they have information that's valuable to that person. And if they can offer that information, they get a conversation going. I think it works that way too, like whether it's political leaks, whether it's like someone familiar with it or senior staff or like movies being leaked, like the new Star Wars or Avengers movie. I, I think all of that is the same, but again, it just, I worry about people like losing their jobs over that. Right. I mean, like famously, German leaked something that got people fired and there was a memo about them being fired and he leaked the memo. Yeah, and that's that must be really, a, like, hard. Leaks are, that but must leaks be hard. Are so, usually they're like fun and we're excited and we want to know about our products. And so we're part of this process because I do. I read the latest story about what's going to be coming out, and then, and we don't think that there's going to be really this cost or that someone's going to have something bad happen to them. But yeah, that is another piece to it: is that there's actually people's jobs yeah. that are on the line with doing this, and they do get fired. Like you're signing an NDA that you're not supposed to yeah. be able to send this out to anyone. 
And we saw that again this week where, you know, John Prosser had videos out about your beloved AirTags. Yeah. And the, um, the AirPods uh, studio, which are the over-the-ear AirPods. Mm -hmm. And he was working to make renders so that the original images and video wouldn't be seen by anybody and wouldn't be traced back. But then someone he gave it to or someone who he gave it to gave it to somebody else. And another, uh, someone just tweeted out the images. And it's disputed, but uh, one person said that all six of those people were fired. The six people who had access to that particular version of the hardware were all fired. And again, that's disputed. Some, someone else said that that didn't happen. But still, they're, they're grown-ass adults, and they're breaking their NDA, and they're leaking it. But to me, like, this isn't leaks. This is spoilers. Like, if someone's leaking toxic waste being dumped or NSA surveilling outside the law, like, if someone's a whistleblower, that is life and death. Like, that is you are doing the classic job of journalism. You are a hero. You're a goddamn hero for doing that kind of stuff. I was talking about when the iPhone was coming out and whether Apple was going to make a small iPad. And it just, and especially as more people we worked with that I'm more went to work at Apple, yeah. I never, ever wanted anyone to even think for a minute that I was talking to them about Apple stuff. Like right. I wouldn't want to put them at risk either. So it just, it wasn't worth it to me. Yeah, so the costs were more than, yeah. than what got through it though. You know, I understand both sides, right? Like, it's it's a difficult thing when you want that attention and that's your business, yeah. yet people's jobs are on the line and sometimes, yeah. And the the maybe you could explain this to me, the other side of this, because there is a thirst. Like, I look at people on Twitter, like people like Mark Gurman and John Prosser, and anytime they tweet anything, it could be about basketball, it's like, is there going to be 120 hertz? When's a new iPhone coming? It's like they are assaulted, assaulted by people demanding information from them. And then you have some people saying, you're always wrong. Some people saying, you're always wrong. But we want that. It's like... And you and I have this argument all the time because I like spoilers. I find spoilers reduce my anxiety. Right. I'm nervous going in. And you will like cut pages out of the back of books so that I don't get to know what happens in the I have done end. that. I have done that. You bought the book again though, so yes. you cheated. But yeah. Well, I mean, that's all the con. But so why do we, is, does it de-stress it for us? Why do we want to know? Does it help us plan for the future? Are we worried we're not going to get, why do we want the leaks? I, I think that it's like finding out what your presents are going to be. You want to know what's going to be the next thing happening. And we're so excited about our technology, especially when times are really tough and dark. We want that little bit of what's going to be the next thing that I get to enjoy. Interestingly enough, for movies, I don't want to know. No, I don't, you don't watch the previews. <laughs> I'll be like the person that'll I'll actually like close my eyes and I'll hum when I'm watching a movie to see the next. Because let's just say it, the previews show the entire rest of the movie, yes. anyways. And all of the well, because you scenes. have you have a Batman brain, like you you can piece together this person there sure. there. I now know when this is happening. Yeah, for visual yeah. stuff, I don't I'll remember have a clue. all of it, and then I'll know like they're wearing another outfit, so I know they don't die yet because they're wearing another outfit. In See, another I'm like scene. cool outfit. Oh look, explosion. <laughs> right, but for actually technology, I don't have that. I'm not. It's not ruining the story for me. Okay. It's giving me the gift. What am I gonna get a little bit early, and when am I gonna get it? And I get this feeling of joy and excitement to be able to see. What's going to happen next? What is my life going to be like? And that want for what will be the future like causes me just happiness. So I follow all of the newest leaks. I want to know all of the possibilities, even if I know that for most of the cases, they're not going to happen. But I think also that knowing about the future, I find very exciting. How is our future going to be like? What is that going to be? And I think but that then a you lot don't of find the events because a lot of people say that like they follow yeah. the leaks and then the event happens. They go, oh, boring. There were no surprises. I'm like, but you read all the leaks. It's like reading the story to Avengers right. Endgame and saying it didn't surprise you. You read the story. Yeah. 
bad, but then I still, if I get what I was hoping for, I'm okay. still kind of excited about it. And I, I don't know, like you can message us and let us know, like, what do you feel about leaks? Do you yeah. hate this? Do you think it ruins the event and you try to avoid them? Um, stay off the internet for a period of time, like I do before, like when I haven't nah, seen nah, the movie nah, yet, nah. right? I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't want to know what happens for it. Or do you think that this is something that's wonderful and good and adds to your, you know, sphere of technology? The thing at the end, I didn't know what to do. And I spoke to Jim Dalrymple and he's always been a very good mentor for me. Jim has been in this business forever. Mac Central, Mac World. He's just, he was there live blog in the first iPod and he'll be there live blog in the last iPhone. He's an institution. And I asked him and he said, Rennie, you're going to take, <laughs> Rennie, you're going to take the information and people depend on you to say whether it's true or false, whether it's believable or not believable, whether it sounds plausible or not plausible. And he was famous for saying like, yep, to correct rumors right. and nope to, to right. bad rumors. Right. And he said like, just go through them and help people make sense of them. And I think that's what I'm doing now. And I, and I think it's even more important than ever because we live in a time where truth doesn't matter as much. Mm -hmm. Misinformation is considered equal and opposite to information. Like you have to be fair and equal, <laughs> equal with your misinformation and information. And we have just anonymous Twitter accounts popping up, Reddit threads coming up with like tons of information that's really misinformation. And I think if I can help people sort out, like I don't have to break news. I don't have to publish uh, leak reports, rumor reports. I can sort through and say, well, given everything that's going on in the industry, this sounds believable. And no, this is just a bunch of BS. Don't even waste your time. Ignore them. <laughs> it seems like you get like a little bit of the midpoint yeah. and that works for you. Yeah, and it's, it's hugely reduced my stress load, which I need because every bit of Apple rumor stress I've lost, I now have social media stress for. Social media stress. Can I tell you why? Tell me why, Renee. Because... I'm going to go off on a little tangent, but I promise I'm coming back. Just as a people, we had this agrarian society where we all lived in villages and more or less took care of ourselves. We had our tribes and then the industrial revolution happened and we moved to the cities and we moved to high rises or out to the suburbs and we left behind our villages. But then the internet came and we could find people with similar interests. So you never knew what village you'd be in. You sort of adopted the interests of your village, but we could make our own. Like I love painting um, games workshop figures, or I love Marvel comic books, or I love Apple stuff. You could find all these like-minded people and on Twitter, on Facebook, back then on, on Friendster and MySpace, sure. Uh, and just like go, but now TikTok, but we're, we're seeing social media just under assault by external and internal forces. Uh, the US government wants to ban TikTok. And now they want to do, I think, sell it to Walmart and Oracle. And at the same time, Facebook is acting in ways that I think are just abhorrent and detrimental to the future of humanity. And I don't know if I can keep using Instagram or my Oculus Quest anymore, Georgia. And I just, I'm so frustrated by all this. So let's start off with why do we do that, right? Okay. We're a social group of people and we, we have evolved. So the things that have evolved to keep us safe has been to group up with people. A solo human, we are relatively not threatening, right? Like we don't have dangerous teeth. We actually smile to other people to say that we are so not dangerous. Don't do that to an animal. That actually shows aggression. Bangs. Um, we don't have claws. We have nothing. Yeah. As a solo human, we're relatively non-threatening. But as a group, we're very, very powerful. And because of that, we've had this need 
to have, you know, to be, a, you know, have a people that we're accountable to, to be part of a club, to be joined by that. And so we form these little tiny tribes, tribes of other people that are like us. Yeah. And it can be from the big, like we live in a certain area. And so we're Canadians or we're Americans or we're from Brazil. And we end up with that as our affiliation, or it can the get Olympics. as small. That's the Olympics. Yes, the Olympics. <laughs> or it can get as small to what phone do you use? And yeah. people will, we become us. Yes. The group becomes us. And then there's the them, yes. which is your other groups. Coke and Pepsi, Marvel and yeah. DC, Nintendo yeah. and Atari. And we used to need that. Sorry, we, Xbox and PlayStation. I apologize. <laughs> Both work, both work. And we needed that to survive. And so we needed that affirmation. And most people, like 99.9%, .9 want to be a part of a tribe and a group. And if we're not, we actually go through a feeling of depression and sadness. And so when we are with other like-minded people, we feel like we belong, we're caring, this matters. And we used to live in actual family groups for yeah. most of our existence. Yeah. Then yes, the industrial revolution, we lived in these small family units, but we would still go to similar churches or cookouts or helping yeah. build things. And now we have this secular kind of world where we are all in the a small home. <laughs> but then we did, we ended up with games that you could yeah. play a game and kind of get that feeling of, you know, I'm in this game. And even in that game, you form guilds yeah. or tribes or we're all a certain, you know, race or we have a certain job that or we do. Or for me, it was like CompuServe and then uh, Usenet and mm -hmm. then forums like the, yes. the the Mobile Nations forums and then yes. Twitter. And or then even those... what martial art that you do. Yeah. We've gone through that battle of this is art, martial art is better than that martial art. Yeah, Hoist Gracie Salt, all we, that. We, <laughs> we do this us and them. We Yep. everything and now social media and gaming has kind of taken over that that is now our tribe yeah. our group which comes with all of the good of that but also now an increasing negativity with yeah. being part of that tribe and then with TikTok, Renee, and TikTok leaving because TikTok is huge right 100 million well it was such a feat like they yes. nailed like Social networks have some form of network effect where people did leave Friendster and they yeah. left MySpace and they went to Facebook and they went to Twitter um, because it, it better served their needs. And TikTok has just been amazing, amazing at using that algorithm to, to both give you things you want to watch. So it's yeah. a great attention trap. But so many people found massive followings so quickly. Like on Twitter, maybe you'd get two or three followers. On TikTok, people are getting thousands you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. But I think that TikTok also grabbed a group that had not already been grabbed, right? So Facebook now has an older well, generation, like right? Yeah. Yet TikTok really grabbed Snapchat and then really TikTok now has grabbed that youth movement. Which the K-pop stands. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which, which again, it's the, the young generation. It's the, yeah. the generation that's coming up, but they're also really media savvy. Yeah. And they're enjoying and spending a lot of their time because usually they don't really have work and other things that they have to do. So they can also spend a ton of time on TikTok. So their amount of time that they spend using social media has also gone up. Yeah. And also, it seems to me that the, the stress coming from the TikTok ban, it's because it, it hits our innate sense of BS. Like, the government is saying TikTok is bad because it's owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company. Right. And there are absolutely security concerns, like what's happening with the data. They say they're not taking you know, our data, but it's hard to tell. And they can still see who your friends are, like all the metadata, all the social graph, who you're interacting with, where you're doing it, all of this stuff. But also the algorithm is so good. Um, and we've seen Facebook do things like try to make us sad, like manipulate our emotions with algorithms. And the concern here is that TikTok could start 
feeding us pro-Chinese, anti-Hong Kong propaganda yeah. or pro-Chinese, anti-American propaganda, which we've seen happen on the internet before for recruiting for terrorist groups yeah. and things like that. But I think what strikes us as unfair is that everything TikTok is being accused of, and yeah. again, totally sensitive to that, China has a great firewall. They do not let American social networks in. So some people believe we shouldn't let Chinese social networks in, whatever. Everything TikTok is being like warned about, Facebook is actually doing. Not just doing, has been caught yes. doing. There's a paper trail. We have read the tea. Yes. The receipts are there. Yes. We know that they've done it. They've Hand admitted. Hand cookie jar. Caught. Yes. And so they've done that to great effect. They've sold our to, data to Cambridge Analytica. Yes. They've, like we said, they experimented they've, on us. They've actually looked at what of our, our feelings and emotions yeah. are and how tried to manipulate how people feel by giving us different information and stories, negative, sad, yeah. happy, and then what happens to us. Yeah. So they've actually done this and yet nothing really important yeah. has happened to Facebook, right? Like they, they've gotten some fines, like, but let's shots. be honest, yeah. Renee, are fines going to make any difference? Like they're a penny in their jar, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's not going to change anything. Yet they're completely shutting down TikTok. Well, that's it. It's like they're not going after the problem. Like the problem is not a specific tobacco company. The problem is big tobacco. Right. And it's not like the government is making rules about how our data, like things like GDPR in the EU with how data has to be handled or making data patri patronize, patri patriation um, <laughs> rules where it says like if you're dealing with U.S. customers, the data has to be in the U.S. Right. Because there's a whole bunch of Chinese companies. They're targeting like Huawei on one end and TikTok on the other. And they're not making rules that Facebook has to follow too. Right. And I think that hits our innate sense of unfairness. Yeah. Okay. So I'll ask two questions. I'll ask yeah. of you and I'll ask of you, Renee. Okay. What? I'm your proxy. I got yeah, this yeah, If you disagree, you, <laughs> yeah, can, you can let him if know. If I'm wrong. <laughs> if he's wrong. He can be wrong every now and then. Always. Okay. So what, what do you think that they can do though about just for our privacy? Let's not even talk about yet what happens when you get rid of a tribe for, for people yeah. and what could occur. But what, what, could, what, could, what could we or they do about things like Facebook and our privacy and keeping us protected? Like the iPhone, the, the update for, for 14 kind of gives us some extra like knowledge that they're using our privacy, which is nice. But what can we do and what can governments and people do? So like to be honest, and I don't know if this is the answer you were hoping for, but, <laughs> and this is what I'm really grappling with is I, I think it is absolutely deleterious to us as a civilization to have these companies not regulated. That it's the same as big tobacco, it's the same as pharmaceuticals, because it created it the the whole the whole purpose of their existence is to get and maintain attention. And the best way to do that is with increasingly extremist um, and sensationalist media. And they have proven that they can't self-regulate. Like tragedy after tragedy, yeah. they don't intervene until afterwards to say, oh, we made a mistake, we'll do better next time. And they are never better next time. Right. Like just observably, they're not better. So I really believe that we need to like, well, two things. I think people need to stop watching cable news and reading social media feeds. And this is where I get so trapped because I'm not living up to my own example. Like I got rid of my Facebook stuff right. and it was hard because when I worked at Mobile Nations, I had all their pages. You know, right. like it was literally my job, but I don't use Facebook now, but I'm stuck on Instagram and I love my Oculus Quest. And they've just said that they're getting rid of the Oculus login and you're going to have to use a Facebook login. And that means Facebook is literally has a screen on my face. I can't throw an app away. I can't close a tab on a web screen. They're on my face like aliens. 
like a face hugger from aliens <laughs> and they're sucking in all the 3D data, sound and imaging right. in my house. Right, right. And I need, to, I want to quit that, but I can't quit Insta. I, like, I can't say I can't. I have not wanted to quit Instagram, even yeah. though Facebook owns them. And I like my Oculus Quest. Yes. And for some people, this is the way that they make business. Or so they exercise during this pandemic. Right. And so these are our, the way that we reach out to the world. And so they're saying that the only way to deal with it is by not reaching out to the world, your people, yeah. your tribe, and you're going to have to get rid of that in order to keep your 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 information you safe, right? Yeah. And in most other cases, if we treated our data like we treated actual physical objects, these would be crimes, prosecutable. Yes. You could yes. go to jail. Crimes. If, if someone, there's a paper trail, if we can yes. show, like we have, yes. that you knew you didn't do yes. something, you, you stealing my data yeah. virtually it, should be the same as you stealing my property. In and let's life. say it, my phone knows more about me than I know about yeah. me. Like it would be better for you to torture my phone than it would be. You'd get better information <laughs> torturing my phone than torturing me because I'd just make up I'm something. Stalling and, Candy Crush right now. And I don't <laughs> I don't know what I had for breakfast or no. where I was at this point, yet my phone has yeah. completely accurate data of everything that I did. And we don't really know what data is being sold or even to whom. Third and just party. like things like not yeah. into like we saw even recently they did not intervene when people said they were going to go out and harm other people. Yeah. The moderators refused to stop it and people got killed. Yeah. And that to me is a reckless disregard for human life. And people say like oh Google and Facebook they don't sell your data. It's far too valuable to them. And that's true. It's worth bill they spend billions of dollars to get our data. But again, we've proven that they sell it. Cambridge Analytica was them selling our data. Yeah. Um and Unless I think that the actual, like if the CEO knew about it and the CEO is liable for felony charges, just like they would be with real world situations that this was identical to, I don't think, I don't think they're going to change. And that puts the onus back on me as much as I love Instagram. Like Instagram is probably my favorite social network hmm. because it's just, it's pictures and people are basically being decent to each other. Yeah. Very different than Twitter. Yeah. Um, and Oculus, which I've been using uh, during all of this. And I feel so that's, that's my thing, Georgia. Do I do I stop using Instagram? Do I stop using Oculus? It's I, you know what I, I don't even I don't even have a great answer because my my usual answer for Facebook is just don't do it, yeah, right? Done. Don't do it, don't <laughs> deal with it. But this is also your points of joy and where you feel like yeah. it. And my I think village. That it's I'll be honest, I think that it's a really unfair thing that I can't keep my village because they can't do a good job of making sure that right. I stay safe. And I do believe that this should be prosecutable crimes that we need to have and this is probably really controversial, so you can let me know that, and I get, you don't want your government in your business or your social media or in your tribe policing it because how do you trust them as well? But I think that it's not fair to ask people to have to stop all of these things. And yet if they did a, if we, okay, so we can't police ourselves. No group, it will always have the onus to protect itself first over making sure it does the right thing. And we've seen that in yeah. every single area in you know, companies that, you know, deal with it, H&R is actually about protecting the company, not really protecting the people. Go ahead, come at me for that one. But I'm still going to stand by that that's true. Um, you know, the same thing with the police, the same thing with governments. The first thing is self-protection. And that's fair. I actually think that that's a fair set that, you know, if you're in a family or in a group or in a tribe, your job is to protect the tribe. Well, and, and there's a counter-argument, too. Like, some people say you can't see these things that, like, I know a lot of people believe that social networks are biased towards one group or another. But, like, this is not an area where you need feelings. There are facts. You can look and see the most popular shared articles on Facebook any given day, the top 10. And they're almost always mm -hmm. the worst cable news, talk radio, um, meme, disinformation, conspiracy theory, feelings over fact. It's It's... 
like, uh, I don't want to say virus because we're actually going through a pandemic, but it's like a contagion. Yes. It's like poison ideas that and are, that are breaking our, our civilization at a very fundamental and level. And the reason for that is that when you're in your tribe, when you're in your group, you want to be the strongest person in that group. So you're, what happens when we become, cause it used to be that we were kind of forced to see divergent ideas. Yeah. We were in groups of people who were kind of stuck with them. We had to interrelate. If you were part of um, any club, you had different people of different values and you had to discuss with them. And so that skill of being able to discuss things was good. And I think that we need to have conversations, even if they're different, even if you don't agree with it. I think that that shutting other people out and not hearing it is more damaging for us as a culture than being able to listen to things, even if it's painful, hurtful, yeah. or disagreement. Different for like, you know, spreading hate and violence. I think that that should be, you know, we yeah. have- in Don't Canada. yell fire in a theater. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that also should be something that there should be a And if I yell fire in a theater, you don't get to pee on me because you think you're putting it out. Like they'll all all the oh. basic human niceties. Okay, fair, don't do that. <laughs> um, but now we kind of can form these social media bu bubbles where we don't hear divergent different thoughts than our own. And no, I think that that's- It's increasingly extremist because yes. the more extreme you are, the higher your affinity usually is in the group. And you and get more attention. Yeah, and yeah. it goes back to that feeling of when you're doing something like leaking a new story, you get all of this positive yeah. attention. You become one of the the strongest people of the group, the leaders of that group, and that feeds us. So every single group kind of moves a little bit more to wherever you were leaning every time. And because the person that gives the most radical of ideas gets that most attention, then other people become more radicalized to that feeling and we become divergent. We end up being these small different groups and we're shutting out more and more other people with different ideas. Yeah. And the interesting thing is not just for a species, but for a culture, Differing ideas, different thought bubbles become very important for the health of that group, for the survival of that group. But also I think when you have that group, aberrant, uh, like, aberrant ideas get tamped down very quickly. Yes. It's like someone sneezed. It's against the culture. Yeah, it's like someone sneezed, therefore they are possessed, we must burn them. You know, th those sorts of things are, like everything is measured against a, a range of normalcy. Yes. Um, and you can't have brilliant ideas like Newton with the apple or Einstein with uh, relativity theory. And, you know, people argue against you and you'll argue. And sometimes even only after your lifetime will these ideas you know, become accepted or popular, but you also have somebody sneeze, therefore they are possessed, we must burn them, which gets stamped out really quickly. And we don't have that either. Now you find a group of people who believe that sneezes should result in people being burned or people who don't believe in the pandemic, but believe that 5G caused the pandemic they don't believe in. Yes. And these ideas aren't yes. being suppressed by a more uh, encompassing social community either. Yeah, which is really damaging to us as a people and a culture. And so if you disagree with us or the podcast, you can totally put it yes. down there. We will listen and read that just because I think that it's important and I think we need to do that. And I, that's the thing is that you end up with these companies that because everyone is very similar to other people, they completely forget, they become kind of blind to differing ideas. And so our diversity is actually our strength. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, Mark Ruffalo, the Incredible Hulk from the Avengers is doing this one day uh, Instagram shutdown, one which, day. yeah, that's the one pushback day. on it. Like really, but how strong is your conviction? I'm just gonna say it, how strong is your conviction? And I, I think that it does stand for something and I think it does at least bring people to talk about it. We're discussing it now. So I think that there's something there, but one day, like it's not even a week. Well, you the can biggest only advertiser day. said they weren't gonna advertise on Facebook anymore because of their lack of, of you know, civilized policy. Yeah, but Facebook's like, we're fine. It's yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah. we're fine. And let's say the advertisers usually come back. Like it's not, yeah. 
Like but we, even we so, grab our so pitchforks for a small time and then we lose our, our you know, oomph, our, our cardio yeah. to be able to keep on running and we stop, we put down the pitchforks and we go back to the same thing. Like, well, it's not just even that. It's like for every million dollar ad, they have 10 million one dollar ads. Like that's right. the whole promise of Facebook and Google right. is to micro campaign, micro targeted. So yeah, so I, I am going to try though with Instagram, I think, Georgia. Um, okay. And I think I'm, I'm not going to get the new Oculus as much as I was waiting for it and wanting it. So I'm not going to get it. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I have, we all, I also have the Oculus and that's a difficulty for me, but we're not going to, like when, went, cause we've already bought it. We yeah. don't have, we're not forced into not signing yet. in with Facebook, but in 20, I think it's 2022, we are going to be forced to, um, and we won't, and we'll play yeah. whatever we can with it and then not yeah. without. But I don't think that most people are in that kind of a position that they could even do that. And no, I think that I, it's, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. So is there any takeaway though, Georgia, if people are feeling stressed or threatened, they feel like they might be losing TikTok or they feel like they can no longer accept using Facebook properties given how Facebook is acting in the world, is there anything that they, I say they, I mean me, is there anything we can do? Right. I think that one is you can talk about it with other people. I think that you can send letters and discuss it with those people that are in government that are surrounding you and let people know your opinion, at least make a little tiny stamp that's dealing with it. If you feel very strongly also, yeah, we pay with our pocketbooks and that's yeah. the only thing that companies care. They only care when it actually hits their bottom line. Remember their tribe is all about protecting their tribe. Yeah. So by not supporting the companies or the you know regulatory figures that are stopping this, that means a big deal. If it actually changes their power, their control, their money, their, you know, again, bottom line, then they're going to change policy because of that. And if not, we have to actually make sure that people are educated and understand what's happening and why. And unfortunately, our society right now is not the most media savvy. No. And I understand no. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So tell us what you're going to do. Yeah. Does this matter to you? Do you think it's a non-issue? I think a lot of people say the, you know, well, I'm not doing anything illegal, so what does it or really matter? Or there is matter? no privacy on the internet anyway. Yeah, you're already giving away all yeah. your information, so what is one more company? I think that that's a dangerous, slippery slope, and that the more that you give away, the easier it becomes. And the reason that, you know, 1984 right now is the, you know, biggest selling book, or was <laughs> the greatest selling book, um, it, again, is because of, you know, now we are putting all of these cameras willingly um, inside of our homes. The government didn't even have to do it. And I think it's important brother, what yeah. people are using and to make sure that those privacy policies that no one ever reads, I do, they're horribly scary. And you still don't understand them even if you do read them. I think that it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know what you think. And because this is a brand new podcast, please mm. do subscribe. Uh, in whatever your favorite podcast client is, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, all the cast, literally every cast. every cast, subscribe to it in every cast. And then if you are using Apple Podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom, leave a review, leave a rating. It really helps people find out about new shows. And if you are listening to this on Nebula, because this podcast is launching as part of Nebula Podcasts, you not only will get a sponsor ad-free version of the show, because eventually we will have sponsors on the show Hopefully. but you'll get a <laughs> bonus segment <laughs> you'll get a bonus segment where every week georgia and i will share what we think were the coolest things of the week so and i'll read the reviews i'll read them out on the show if you know if you they're like cool or funny or silly or okay horrifically if bad please don't make them <laughs> horrifically bad it's a new show my if ego's people, on the line if people do want to reach out to you though because we will we intend to do questions and answers as well so if you have questions about the stuff we talked about if we got anything wrong you know if there's follow-up we need right. to do Grab please let us fork. know where can they find you on twitter you can find me on twitter it's at georgia underscore dow 
And you also have anxiety-videos.com. Anxiety-videos.com, which if you're dealing with anxiety or depression or relationship issues, uh, there's a whole bunch of videos that you can get your therapy kind of by a video instead of going to see someone like me. <laughs> IRL. What about you, Renee? You have you have a better, you don't have any underscores. No. Yeah, I managed to be, well, we'll talk about that in a different show. But you can find, I'm like I say, the either the most consistent or the most boring person in tech because I'm just Renee Ritchie. Twitter.com slash Renee Ritchie and YouTube.com slash Renee Ritchie. As long as you remember and can spell my name, <laughs> you'll be able to find me. Thank you so much for joining us. And for everyone on Nebula, stay tuned because we're going to talk about the coolest things that we found this week right now.